Okay, so today we're actually going to complete session 89, and um, there'll be some extra time because we're close to the end. Uh, the bonus material for today will be some additional material on Raw's history um, from some earlier sessions before session 89. And in fact, session 89 is the bulk of, of the teaching or the information on Ross history that they gave, but there's some earlier sessions where they said other things which are very interesting. So session 89 was received June 9, 1982. We ended last time at 89.39, but I'd like to back up a bit. We're deep in the discussion of Ross history, and... Uh, it starts close to um, 89.27.28 briefly to recap Ross said from 89.28 they were their total population was about uh, 38.5 million souls they said 32 million that repeated their density and 6.5 million um, graduated to 4D positive, uh, I guess, from the first 3D cycle. So that's about 15%. Not much at all, it seems to me. <clears throat> but um, they dwelt upon a planet with difficult conditions. It was a harshly bright planet, Venus, at that time, 2.5 billion years ago. Don asked a lot about how they felt towards the rest of the population that um, wasn't uh, able to, wasn't able, wasn't using its catalyst or life experience to continue to harvest ability, uh, <clears throat> akin to those that seem to dwell in darkness, 8929. Uh, it's an interesting thing uh, for us wanderers here on Earth today who would be from 4th and 5th and 6th density, not only 60 Venus raw, but all of us as a conglomerate, as a complex of multiple uh, planets at several dimensional levels with uh, us uh, volunteers here in a human body uh, amidst human civilization. Uh, Our perspective or our view of humanity around us may be similar to Ra's harvestable group or subgroups view of the rest of the people of Venus. And um, this is the balance of love and wisdom in the, in the, for, the formulation of, of a mature attitude towards the others. The others that don't seem to really care deeply about love and light or personal development or you know, service to all saying, 8929, those of us which had the gift of polarity felt deep compassion for those who seemed to dwell in darkness. There was every attempt made to reach out with whatever seemed to be needed. Uh, However, those on the positive path have the comfort of companions, as we do. We of Ra spend a great deal of attention upon possibilities of achieving spiritual, metaphysical adepthood, right, the higher work, or work in indigo ray, and so that's a very neat summation of what the adept's path or work is, mainly um, extended working in indigo ray, six chakra, that can only come after there's significant lower triad 
first, second, third chakra blockage clearance, meaning we get through our psychological, emotional distress and neurotic patterns, more or less, by the way of um, self-love, acceptance, comforting, kindness, non-control, uh, harmlessness, as much as we can, and wisdom, discernment, um, clarity in knowing self uh, and process, and the way of healing, ultimately to forgiveness and a new uh, perspective, uh, clearing the lower three, particularly by the development of four and five, uh, being the foundation for stable work in Indigo Ray or the Adept Path or the Adept Condition. They spent a lot of time doing that, and while they had compassion for those that were going to repeat the density, um, Ross said their compassion for those in darkness was balanced by appreciation of the light. And I think that's a very useful standard for us here, too, as wanderers viewing uh, lots of folks in suffering. They're suffering more than we are, and darkness and confusion more than we are. Even we're in pain, yeah, and our pain may be sharper than theirs in some way, or, you know, it's all personal matter, but we may think our pain is greater. Um, sometimes it may be. Uh, the one is more sensitive, may feel more pain. Uh, meanwhile, those that, that seem to be pretty well in the world around us or walking down the street may be very unwell inwardly and simply hide it. And so self-deception, to me, is um, one of the hallmarks of 3D repeaters or Earth humanity in the main. Self-deception. Ross said anonymity, distraction, and sleep. All of those are means of distracting or self-deceiving. Uh, anonymity, keeping people... Uh, people keeping themselves isolated or are uh, alienated or non-relational or closed up to others around them, like not, you know, I sleep on the subway so it doesn't bother me how they look, that kind of thing, my friend said. Uh, anonymity, distraction, sleep, as coping mechanisms for uh, perpetuating avoidance of painful truths, like the painful truth of the aggression or lovelessness of human society, or the deception and surface of self wickedness of human leadership, uh, or the difficulty of coming to spiritual understanding where uh, every religion, every view, uh, you know, is uh, is loudly trumpeted. <clears throat> every religion thinks it's the only way. Meanwhile, there is no proof to any of it. Meanwhile, we do seek some understanding, um, and it's really difficult to get, to make. And who do you depend on? You've got to depend on yourself. But we're not reliable either, <laughs> because our mind is fickle or changeable, and we're fooled and mistaken often. So uh, human self-deception, the difficulty of knowing, the reality of um, all of the negative ways of society and leadership... Uh, most people don't want to see any of that. And so that's called chronic self-deception. Uh, and <clears throat> that um, is actually more painful than we think. Living that way is very unwell. <laughs> the mind is not well when there's this... Um, th th where there's this big load of stuff under a carpet being held down. So anyway... 
uh, <clears throat> Ra went on and said that to those who wish to sleep, we could only offer comforts designed for sleeping. So, if you wish to sleep, they hope you can sleep more comfortably. As service is only possible to the extent it is requested, or service is, I would say, effective. That's how I remember the quote. Only to the degree it's requested. Uh, so, we're not <clears throat> we're not totally responsible for effective um, for for others' transformation. We're only effect responsible for how we are with them. And um, sometimes it's appropriate to say no, I can't help you. Sometimes it's more appropriate to just be quiet and listen. Sometimes um, speaking a little is better than speaking a lot. Sometimes they simply don't want anything. Um, but maybe uh, time passes and they get the point by themselves and they learn on their own and even forget that we said something or talk with them or they remember many many permutations are possible so knowing all that <clears throat> which seems to me reasonable uh, in terms of um, understanding how transformation how self transformation happens that it's led by the self for the self no matter what another does or can't do. Um, Ross said they're ready, they were ready to serve in whatever way we could. Uh, it still seems satisfactory to them as a way of dealing with others in 3D. And then the root from their understanding in Sixth Density of Unity, <clears throat> their understanding today being, it is our feeling that to be each entity which one attempts to serve is to simplify the grasp of what service is necessary or possible. To be or to um, identify with in some sense, or walk in their shoes, to truly understand them, <clears throat> stand under, not overstand, understand, stand under, in the way of um, vibrating in harmony with them, or getting a sense, a, a deep sense of who they are and what they're going through. And it may well, <clears throat> it would help us understand why they um, want to help themselves only to a limited degree, or why they may rebuff us or reject us, or not be interested in listening much. To know where they're coming from, we would know that they're in a lot of pain, and they're breaking new ground, or they're not breaking new ground and they're in a lot of pain, <clears throat> or they're, they're in some pain, but they're really confused and disoriented about their own process, because they've never, who the hell's going to help them with self-healing or Nobody even knows what that means here. Religion certainly can't help much, <clears throat> generally. Even Buddhism doesn't understand emotional catharsis associated with meditation so fully. There have been great meditation teachers who got screwed up along the way, too. And maybe they iron things out with their teacher or not. So, <laughs> you're on your own here. And there really aren't that many uh, guides who are... Um, fully in the light I haven't met <laughs> many <clears throat> so uh, it's a real challenge but this sort of um, balanced identification with or balanced integration or internalization knowing of where others are coming from and who they are um, helps us in service or helps us in relation to them we don't have to have this big service mentality like, I'm here to serve. <clears throat> People get very pompous about that. I don't think that's useful. I don't think I'm here to serve. But um, uh, being, being of service 
is part of our path. <laughs> it's part of what you need for you. Or it's part of what comes naturally. It comes naturally as we keep developing. As I am I as I'm interested in taking less naturally <clears throat> the one the, the, that one is more interested in giving more or being more and then simply being is understood as giving and um, that's that's a natural kind of service which is very non-dual actually Ra said that too uh, their nat their purpose in coming or speaking is simply to express their nature so <coughs> It's a long discussion about two wanderers who came in from 5D positive and <clears throat> um, their perspective, 8935, was that from their viewpoint of wisdom they saw in the wrong group an overabundance of love and this is something that some wanderers fall into down here in 3D too. Uh, looking at those still in darkness, um, <clears throat> those 5D positive wanderers from where, wherever maybe they're from Sirius, uh, <clears throat> saw that um, the people in the, the, the other citizens of Venus, uh, of a neutral, excuse <clears throat> me, or somewhat negative viewpoint, um, considered raw the subgroup that harvested their harmony sickening, and these wanderers felt the more wisdom-oriented way of seeking love would be appealing and helpful, and then they totally became bloodthirsty tyrants. But <clears throat> it's a little minor point to bear in mind that we who hope to be developing wisdom, not only love, um, may look at those who are uh, in what appears to be overabundance of love, like New Agey types, with dolphins and rainbows and unicorns and flowers and singing and... Um, a kind of slap, <clears throat> kind of saccharine or or um, artificial, what seems to be artificial, uh, over love, love over wisdom. Uh, that may still be harvestable. <laughs> that may be far over fifty-one percent, even if there is overabundance of love. Um, that does appear to be comical, even as some new age types make themselves. Uh, that still is a whole lot better. <clears throat> or more evolved than um, lower triad blockages associated with um, uh, inner conflict or uh, aggression and domination. And it may well be harvestable. And so, love over wisdom is a problem for those who are seeking fully balanced wisdom in love, but uh, it's still a, a, a great achievement beyond um, third chakra blockages uh, or deep mind pathology that leads people to be selfish and confused. So, <clears throat> going on, uh, the new material starts uh, 8939. Don says, I just can't understand why they, meaning the two that came from 5D positive, why they would think that a planet that was doing as well as Ra was doing, as far as I can tell, would need wanderers in order to help with the harvest which or was this at that was this at an early point in Ra's third density? So <clears throat> Don's trying to figure out that the Ra group or the Venusian group was so harmonious, but it wasn't as much as, as we may think. And Ra backtracks a bit in their answer thirty eighty nine thirty nine 
first they explain when they came in and then they explain um, the perspective of um, how harmonious the whole, the, the unified group really was. They say it was in the second cycle of 25,000 years. <clears throat> we had a harvest of six out of 30, to speak roughly, millions of mind-body-spirit complexes, less than 20%. Wanderers are always drawn to whatever percentage has not yet polarized and come when there is a call. There was a call from those which were not positively polarized as such, but which sought to be positively polarized and sought wisdom feeling the compassion of other selves upon Venus as complacent or pitying towards other selves. <clears throat> and so uh, this subgroup uh, of 6 out of 30, which is 20%, or as they said earlier, it was 6.5 out of you know 39 total or so. It's, uh, it's the same, but spoken in different ways there. Uh, 15%, less than 20%, they said. Uh, these wanderers were drawn to the calling <clears throat> of the others on Venus who were calling, but um, found their love of a wisdom biased way, uh, Ross said, complacent or pitying. Um, sounds like they had some anger. <laughs> and you know, there are some angry people or people with stuck in anger who are angry if you care for them. <laughs> like, don't you care for me, don't patronize me, don't talk Don't talk about me that way, oh, you feel sorry for me, huh? You look down on me, huh? <clears throat> no, and somebody says, oh, you're in pain, I see you're in pain. And they say, who do you think you are? You think you're special? You think you're better than me? So there's um, people, an angry dog simply loves biting. <clears throat> angry dogs bark, period. That's it. Angry dogs bark. Or a dog that has a thorn in the in the toe, right? And uh, hurt people, hurt people, and hurt dogs uh, bark. So, people who are hurt <clears throat> by by past experience and by their own way of thinking, who then turn that woundedness, wounding into aggression towards others, um, generally have a lot of fear of being without that uh, protective armoring. Um, thick uh, coating of aggression in the world. In fact, many aggressive people are feel very weak underneath. <clears throat> That's why they come out so strongly, because they're ever protecting themselves by, um, you know, preemptory or um, preemptive aggression. So, the angry guy with the chip on his shoulder, girl, girl, gal, guy, uh, <clears throat> is, is in a state of... Um, preventive war, <laughs> perpetual personal preventive war or uh, prevent uh, preemptory, preemptive strike mode uh, where they're just walking around angry <clears throat> so that nobody hurts them more than they're hurting others or they're never going to get hit because they're always doing the hitting so they think they're generally afraid of being hurt and then there are people who are just sick and their minds are very damaged by um, you know, control systems they don't even know what they're doing but uh, that we see more of that today too. So <clears throat> the um, people on Venus who didn't harvest for all of their uh, sophisticated uh, non-complacency or um, 
non-cloying, uh, uh, non-pitying. Uh, they didn't harvest, they repeated their density, which is called dukkha, you know. There's a lot of dukkha in, or stress simply being in body, embodied in third density. So, that's what they got. But, um, they were calling, so they wanted love, but they didn't want to fall into what they felt the that subgroup of six million or so had. And then these entities came in and um, got totally turned around by their confusion. 8940, Don asks, what was the attitude of these two entities after they graduated into fourth density negative and the veil being removed? They realized they had switched polarities. Ross said they were disconcerted. Now, <clears throat> uh, that is a very um, weak answer. And that answer actually reveals Ra's continued bias of love over wisdom, in my humble opinion. Actually, I would assume they were extremely disconcerted. And Ra said they, because it's a very big deal, um, leaving 5D positive to go off and do service, going to Venus, um, becoming a mass murderer, going out of the Incarnation, realizing fully from the perspective of sixth density higher self actually and the fifth density positive view realizing what what a grievous mistake they had done and now realizing they're going to have to live in third density again for 5000 10000 years right 10 5 10 20 50 incarnations i don't know you think they were just disconcerted you think that that answer explains their state of mind well even on the other side they were disconcerted? No, I don't think so at all. So Ra, <clears throat> like some people who get into the raw material or new age types, um, I say um, uh, downplays um, downplays what seems to be uh, a judgmental or what seems to be painful to behold. Uh, how about, I mean, you know, I can be criticized for criticizing Ra, go right ahead. But I think that's a very weak and a poor answer, frankly, because I don't think they were simply disconcerted. I think they were extremely disconcerted or extremely unwell <clears throat> when they realized what they have done. And so bear in mind, at least I bear in my little mind, my view, my sense that um, Raw pulls their punches regularly uh, in terms of things that might lead us to feel sad or frown or see how dark or black or bad something is. <clears throat> they put on a cheery face. They they don't want to be a downer. <laughs> we can say they they want to they want to keep a smile. They want to keep um, enthusiasm, or they want to rally the troops, and so they downplay the discouraging. That's not not quite useful for me. Um, meanwhile, there are other <laughs> the rest of everything else is quite useful. So that's just something to bear in mind. This is a group that hasn't left sixth density, not um, a being that's left the octave like um, Nityananda or uh, Gautama. They're really different levels. Eighty-nine forty-one. <clears throat> then did they continue striving to polarize negatively for a fifth density negative harvest? that's confused there or did they do something else um 
Ross had, um, they worked with the fourth density negative for some period, meaning they're working in fourth density negative, until within this framework, the previously learned patterns of the self, which had been recaptured, and the polarity was, with great effort, reversed. There was a great deal of fourth density positive work then to be retraced. So actually, they didn't stay in third density. They graduated to 4D negative. That's fun. So you start in 5D positive, go to 3D, slaughter a lot of people, make a whole shitload of trouble, and end up in 4D negative. And you think that they were just disconcerted? I, I think a much more, they were much more upset than that. And so they stayed in 4D negative, and this is the way of polar, polarity reversal. <clears throat> Previously learned patterns of self had been recaptured, had to be recaptured. What does it mean? I'm not fully sure. Um, it's probably, obviously, a deep seven chakra readjustment. <clears throat> patterns of self start in second chakra, where the sense of self is born. And so from second, third, fourth chakra, all of that had to be very well readjusted <clears throat> for them to reverse polarity or get up to a certain level of uh, contact with uh, intelligent affinity or access to intelligent energy in 4D negative to get back to what? Third density or go to switch polarity directly to 4D positive, which may as possible. Uh, whatever it is, I think they were a whole lot... Um, more unwell than simply disconcerted. Uh, and so there is a lot of danger coming to third density. Yes, indeed. 8942. <coughs> you mean, Don is wondering what's going on here. How is Ra aware of this information? By what means does Ra know the precise orientation of these two entities in fourth density negative, etc.? Ra said, these entities join Ra in fourth density positive for a portion of the cycle which we experienced. And Don's assuming they came in late, it's correct, 8943. <clears throat> and so they came from 5D positive, they went to 3D Venus, uh, became uh, tyrannical cult leaders of some sort, perhaps, uh, were so successful in their tyrannical activities that uh, they harvested 4D negative, were extremely distorted or disconcerted, I would say, and uh, progressed in 4D negative so much so that they could, <clears throat> according to the ways of service to self of 4D negative, um, get to a certain position where they could reverse polarity and ended up in Ra's own 4D positive cycle. <laughs> coming in late. So it took them coming in late, right? How long is the 4D positive, 4th density cycle? I don't know. I think it's something like 90 million years, <laughs> something like that. So they came in tens of millions of years later. So it took them tens of millions of years to reverse polarity by learning how to become 4D negatively service to self polarized <clears throat> uh, in, or in the Orion Federation, where they didn't want to be there. Pretty bad, huh? <laughs> pretty bad uh, I'll call it bad even though there are no mistakes in the law of one 8944 Don kind of gets close to the end here says I didn't mean to get so far off the track of my original direction of questioning but I think this some of these excursions are very enlightening 
and will help an understanding of the basic mechanisms that we are so interested in evolution. In, in evolution. Ross stated that archetypes are helpful when used in a controlled way. Would you give me an example of what you mean by using an archetype in a controlled way? And this is the last, <clears throat> one of the last major, seems to me the last major exchange of the session. Don returns to the discussion of archetypes. What does it mean to use an archetype in a controlled way? Um, this is beyond simply understanding or studying the archetypes in the three way, ways that Ra proposed. Ra said, We speak with some regret in stating that this shall be our last query of length. There is substantial energy left, but this in instrument has distortions that rapidly approach the limit of our ability to maintain secure contact. The controlled use of the archetype is that which is done within the self for the polarization of the self and to the benefit of the self if, neg if negatively polarized or others if positively polarized upon the most subtle of levels. Keep in mind at all times that the archetypical mind is a portion of the deep mind and informs thought processes. <clears throat> when the archetype is translated without regard for magical propriety into the manifested daily actions of an individual, the greatest distortions may take place and infringement upon the free will of others is possible. This is more nearly acceptable to one negatively polarized. However, the more carefully polarized of negative mind-body spirits will also prefer to work with a finely tuned instrument. <laughs> May we ask if there are any brief queries before we leave this working? Seems kind of like a disjointed answer here, and um, Carla is in pain flares, and they're um, getting their hat and making their way out of the room. And so, <clears throat> uh, and so you can see there's substantial energy left for Carla, or vital energy, uh, but she's having these distortions, which I think are pain flares, which leads to Raw not being able to be sure of maintaining secure contact. So that's the thing about physiology or the the metaphysics of anatomy or human body embodiment is that there, there are many complex systems in play, and so one may be well and the other very unwell, and the one that's unwell trumps or um, dominates, uh, over overcomes, <clears throat> or neutralizes the systems that are well. Right? It's like one can get a, a, a toe infection and die, or one can be very healthy, but um, go to Alzheimer's uh, and be unable to talk, uh, but the rest of the body is robust. So there are all sorts of um, complexities to the human embodiment experience and body physiology, and <clears throat> we're only as strong as the weakest link in a sense. <clears throat> so 3D ain't, ain't a party, you know. People are being taught by leadership that 3D is planet Hollywood, but it really isn't. So, <clears throat> anyway, uh, this controlled use of archetypes is uh, similar to embodying the magical personality in ritual, similar to <clears throat> um, clothing oneself in the <clears throat> excuse me, archetypical personality of any one of the cards, uh, done within the self for continued polarization of self, uh, <clears throat> Uh, to the benefit of the self, if negatively polarized or others, 
<clears throat> if positive, they polarized upon subtle levels. And, and again, uh, <clears throat> to say that negatively polarized equals benefit of the self is, is just plain mistaken, because, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, service to other, uh, which is a poor frame, a poor term, term, is service to all. It includes benefit to the self. Of course, there's nothing wrong with benefiting the self. And so that, that um, dichotomy uh, or <clears throat> the, the polarized way of speaking of the paths, the paths of polarity, yes, it really is a polarity, uh, even if all is unity in time and space, it's surely a polarity. Yet, um, the path of service to other includes benefiting the self. And <clears throat> uh, service to self is in fact not even service to oneself. It's actually aggrandizement of, uh, of a false self with um, authentic metaphysical empowerment. And so <clears throat> these terms are really not that good, service to others, service to self, as for the two paths. There are two paths. They lead to the devas and the asuras, yes. Uh, even if all is one, they are distinct polarized uh, currents uh, or metaphysical tendencies. But to call it, to, to define them both as serving, as of service, is the first problem. And to <clears throat> exclude benefit to self from the positive path, or to have to kind of put that in as a footnote later, is, is another problem coming from the, the limited terminology. And so I would say service to all and service to self, or the path of love and unity versus the path of separation and control. Fine. So, Ra has their limits, <clears throat> like we all do. And um, some people have, you know, taken them to task for this. So, if the person is on the positive path, they would seek to benefit self and other <laughs> by embodying the archetypes. <clears throat> if they're on the negative path, then just to benefit the self in, in a sort of continued distorted way. Uh, the archetypical mind is a part of the deep mind. It also informs thought processes, which means <clears throat> it, it's, um, it's substructural to thought. And if you really want to know your, if you really want deep healing, you actually have to heal the roots of um, uh, patterns of mind. Uh, the pattern isn't the problem. Excuse <clears throat> me. There we go. The, the pattern of thinking and feeling or self-dialogue is problematic if it's distorted or without love wisdom or you know in, in ignorance and um, aggression or something but the root <clears throat> of it is where the real problem lies the root of harmful tendencies or harmful or unhelpful patterns of thought the root is where the healing must be um, focused it seems so um, that's related to the archetypical but it's not quite there the root of dysfunctional patterns. <clears throat> when archetypes are translated without regard for magical propriety, now this is <laughs> Ra's first talking about the danger of trying to embody archetypes without prior training or uh, maturity or preparation or purity or purification beforehand. Why? I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe they're sensing that Don is 
uh, thinking to try this out for himself when he's really not prepared, they say uh, this this lack of regard for magical propriety um, means um, an unprepared occultist or the immature player with magic, uh, the magical um, amateur <clears throat> who does things beyond his his or her capability to um, control or manage or maintain some mastery over it happens all the time uh, teenagers playing with Ouija um, goth type folks um, thinking that uh, calling vampires or demons is cool then they get possessed <laughs> and then they get their house gets screwed up metaphysically so don't be a fool <clears throat> is a good portion of advice don't do things of power unless you um, have purified intentions and are prepared. So yes, indeed, like this too, uh, if the person is um, casual in magical propriety or preparedness or um, comprehension of all that's involved or the key elements of, of magical process, then they're going to get into trouble. The greatest distortions may take place, so when this archetype is translated into manifested daily actions of an individual meaning emerges and guides 3D space-time expression. The greatest distortion may take place, great infringement of free will of others is possible, yeah. And that's, it's, it's akin to, on the non-magical level, or much less magical, uh, people throwing themselves into deep meditation um, before they um, have a certain degree of um, mental stability. <clears throat> there are people who um, jump into any kind, any tradition's meditation and um, unlock major emotional catharsis with um, very destabilizing, intensive um, sensory uh, consequences in the body, like um, all sorts of crazy feelings. They're crying all the time and they're uh, angry all the time or they can't sleep, or they all have to sleep, or they can't eat, or they eat everything. And um, they're emotionally um, labile or uh, over-emotionally uh, sensitized at that time, uh, getting into a lot of trouble by throwing themselves into practice before they were ready, thinking that um, I'm in pain and I want to be out of pain as soon as possible, which is fine, but there are steps needed. and. Um, if you just try to do what Buddha did, do what Jesus does, just do what he did, um, you get into trouble because you're not him. And um, stuff comes up along the way that needs to be, you know, um, released from the system. And so throwing oneself into a healing crisis may delay the long-term healing. Then, Ra saying... <clears throat> Uh, for the more carefully polarized of negative entities, they prefer to work with a finely tuned instrument. Um, this is really, I don't know why, raw seems to be, <laughs> they're, they're, um, they're reacting to um, pain flares. And there's um, a very subtle discontinuity in their um, narrative or their uh, teaching in this paragraph, I would say. But, um, at some point, because <laughs> they're really talking about um, <clears throat> how a negative 
a negatively oriented person would not prematurely take on the archetypical character or personality, uh, but more carefully wait until they're finely tuned or work with another who's more finely tuned before they teach such a thing. So Ra won't teach it to Don because Don's not ready. Don is recommended to not do it because uh, you can get into trouble taking on, you know, clothing yourself with the, with the deity as in Tibetan uh, initiations. Some people get into big trouble. Some Tibetan lamas got into big trouble by that because their teacher is not, not tight enough on them. Anyway, it's all very specific to working with the archetypes and um, not something that I would recommend. Uh, most people playing or working on white magic um, end up in gray and some of them go end up in the black magical. So I don't think that's very helpful. 89.45, Don at the end says, I'll just make the statement that I perceive that a negative polarity harvest is possible with less negativity in the environment, like Ra's environment, than in the environment such as we have at present, and ask if that is correct, and then is there anything that we can do to improve the contact or the comfort of the instrument? This whole... Um, uh, 80% of Don's statement at 89.45 and the whole of Ra's answer, 89.45, to the end is in brackets for some reason. Maybe there was a tape issue, but it seems to be pretty clear, so I'm not sure why it's in brackets here. But Don is asking, Don is sort of um, discussing um his perspective that uh, negative polarity po harvest is possible even in such a place as 3D Venus um, seems to be more possible there than it would be than it is in the current social complex of Earth humanity on this planet in 3D. Why? And this is um, I'm not sure where he's coming from on that but um, there is something to be said for a spiritually charged environment, like as example is India. Um, you've had real fourth stage arhats, arhats and Buddhas and arahan and, and finished yogis in Satchitananda, um, Avatara beings that really were sixth, seventh, eighth dimensional, um, completed also. Uh, walking throughout the Indian subcontinent for thousands of years. That definitely changes the, the metaphysical environment, the astral field uh, of India. In such a place, <clears throat> it's definitely easier to go hard right or hard left, to move fast in a balanced way, possibly, to adepthood, or to move uh, fast and hard onto the left-hand path too. And you see that in India today. Um, where you have both both uh, camps are represented. And so <clears throat> it would seem to me also that um, negative polarity harvest or any kind of harvesting or any kind of significant spiritual development uh, achievement is possible um, in either a spiritually charged environment or um, as Don is referring to an environment of less negativity in the collective, but more positivity, which is also spiritually charged, as Venus was, 
because of the 15%, less than what we have today where we have um, a lot of mental confusion, <laughs> actually, and mental uh, excessive mental development with um, corresponding baffling of, of spiritual development, not realizing that mental development is not spiritual development, by the way. And so people are mistaking the, the achievement from study uh, with the achievement from uh, mind-body-spirit transformation. They're not the same. So you cannot study your way to, uh, to fourth-stage awakening or nirvana or full, complete, perfect enlightenment. You cannot read or think your way there. You actually have to surrender mind to that which is greater. So, uh, anyway, Ross said, Firstly, the requirements of harvest are set. It is, however, easier to serve the self completely, or nearly so, if there's little resistance. And so in a positive environment, there's little resistance. That's true. Uh, in a less positive res environment, there's more resistance. Uh, going on. In the matter of the nurturing of the instrument, we suggest further manipulation of the dorsal side and appendages of this instrument, and the whirling of the waters, if possible. The alignments are conscientious. We ask for your vigilance in alignments. Ask for your vigilance in alignments and preparations. All is well, my friends. I am Ra. I leave you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth then, rejoicing in the power and in the peace of the one infinite creator. Adonai. And that uh, closes session 89. Uh, it is interesting that it is easier to serve self or to go on the negative path or continue on the negative path uh, when there's a little resistance and that's what the Illuminati, New World Order, mind controllers, puppets of Orion are doing today with the world is to break down human resistance to the New World Order or to completely mind-controlled, brave new world, uh, zombified, controlled... Um, puppet population, uh, ultimately oblivion to oblivion them and uh, depopulate massively, but uh, they're breaking down resistance. And um, reason, <laughs> rationality, <laughs> is one uh, critical uh, bastion of resistance to tyranny, the ability to think, the ability to distinguish um, quality, <laughs> right? There is a difference between uh, freedom and slavery. There is a difference between right and wrong, between love and control. There is a difference between helpful and harmful, or deeply helpful and not much helpful. And the ability to make such distinctions is under attack. It's called the war on reason. Next time, we'll go to session 90. And session 90, I remember... Uh, we had some bonus material here, but let me just see. Session 90 um, is not so long, 31 exchanges, and you can see that there was more negative attack going on, so there's discussion of Orion and the densities, but there is um, material on cosmology or um, multi-dimensional structure, meaning uh, other planets in the galaxy, and um, 
what other dimensional life looks like and in terms of its evolution. And of course, we're not finished with the uh, archetypical mind, so we'll go back to the archetypes even more. The bonus material, ding, 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 ding. If you're interested, um, is uh, from that link, Law of One, where um, Law of One dot info category solar system history, subcategory Ra's history, 29 results. Um, this is the section called Ra's history. And um, I want to start with 4126, the second. Don was asking about the development of Ra's social complex and how Ra got to where they are now uh, along the way. And they answer it um, with certain concrete information, less um, less metaphorical or less of the over the big the the poetic approach of the first exchange, sixteen twenty one, which I will get to also. Anyway, Ross said uh, the question does not demand a long answer. For we who experience the vibratory densities upon that planet's planetary sphere, which you call Venus. We're fortunate being able to move in harmony with the planetary vibrations with a harmonious graduation to second, to third, to fourth, and a greatly accelerated fourth density experience. We've spent much time, space, if you will, or time and space. In fifth density, balancing the intense compassion we had gained in fourth density, the graduation again was harmonious and our social memory complex, which had become most firmly cemented in fourth density, remained of a very strong and helpful nature. Our sixth density work was also accelerated because of the harmony of our social memory complex, so that we were able to set out as members of the Confederation to even more swiftly approach graduation to seventh density. Our harmony, however, has been a grievous source of naivete as working with your planet, uh, obviously. And you can see the the resonance of uh, 246, 1357 chakra lines, or rays, or dimensional experiences, right? So they were uh, extremely love over wisdom in 3D. Um, uh, that was so much so that they moved out of their third density experience probably in the second cycle, meaning they were probably harvestable to 40 positive midway through the 3D cycle, not having to wait till the end. In fourth density, um, they gained um, intense compassion. They didn't really gain it in fourth density. They uncovered it, or they cultivated and developed it. Um, they already came in with <laughs> very, a super abundance of love or wisdom. Um, and the issue then was that they had to spend a lot of time in fifth density. We spent much time space in fifth density uh, because of the uh, added work needed for developing the you know the lesser function, the inferior function being wisdom, um, uh, conceptualization, or uh, the mental function rather than the heart function, or the transmissive rather than the receptive. Then again, in sixth density, their experience was accelerated, akin to fourth, and akin to third, being so heavy love over wisdom, 
because of the 246 resonance. Uh, they were so harmonious, they came out uh, and started wandering early. They um, left the training camp soon and didn't have to wait. You know, they kind of uh, left training early because they were ready early. So they graduated early from the uh, wanderer training school in sixth density. Uh, and are more rapidly moving to 7th density, and that's why we're here, us of Ra, actually, is to support that continued rapid or more swift approach to 7D by being here with this uh, maelstrom, being in the maelstrom of uh, human distortion, the sinkhole of indifference, the uh, catalog of human distortion, the uh, partnership of Orion and the Sleepers, the minions and um, the many goodly people who um, don't seem to want to make great inner efforts. Inner effort. They make outer effort pretty well. They build bridges and do amazing things with technology. But inner effort, if humanity made inner effort comparable to the outer effort, <laughs> this would be uh, a super paradise <clears throat> uh, and um, an amazing, you know amazing powerhouse 3D planet rather than um, a planet on the edge of self-destruction because of the imbalance of outer to inner. Anyway, Ra um, had that, that course of development and in the question prior, 1621, they <clears throat> um, explained their dimensional progression in a more poetic way which gives us a <clears throat> straight, pretty much straight understanding of the densities Don was asking how they became aware of the law of one. Ra said, the path of our learning is graven in the present moment. There is no history as we understand your concept. Picture, if you will, a circle of being. We know the Alpha and Omega as infinite intelligence. The circle never ceases. It is present. The densities we have traversed at various points in the circle correspond to the characteristics of cycles. First, the cycle of awareness, 1D. Second, the cycle of growth, 2D. Third, the cycle of self-awareness, 3D. Fourth, the cycle of love or understanding, 4D. Fifth, the cycle of light or wisdom, 5D. Sixth, the cycle of light-love, love-light or unity, 6D. Seventh, the gateway cycle. Eighth, the octave which moves into a mystery we do not plumb. So first they explain that <clears throat> there is no history. They don't. They don't. They don't acknowledge um, um, objective, uh, substantive reality uh, to linear time, to the experience of linear time. In that, for them, um, the past and the future are now. They exist now even if the person hasn't, even if the focus of attention is not inclusive of that past and future. Meaning, I imagine I'm here in the present moment because I only perceive, more or less, this present moment uh, associated with body, the five physical senses or perceptions of body and the mind sense, which has a very limited function. <clears throat> so Ross said, free in space, uh, fixed in time, the experience of space-time where um, we are limited in time or fixed in time, which really means 
Um, we experience a not relatively unaccessible past and a relatively unaccessible, inaccessible future. Or a... <laughs> I mean, our, our awareness of the future is not a hell of a lot less than our awareness of the past, to be frank. We have some awareness of the past, what we call past, but it's negligible, and our experience of the future is even less. That's called fixed in time. Yet, for Ra, they're not fixed in time. Therefore, they understand that what, what we experience as a past and a future is a now, is now. And it's simply the matter of consciousness being able or not, or to what extent consciousness can indeed direct attention to the past or the future. Then, um, being able to do that, there is no past and future. There's only now of uh, looking there or looking there. So they anal analogize it to a circle of being or a circle. There's 360, you know, zero degrees at the top, 12 noon is 360 degrees. Zero is 360, baby. So 360D is uh, a webmaster I know. So 360D is, or 360 degrees is zero. So alpha and omega beginning and end is the same, or is one life or is one reality is not separate uh, there may be a distinction in mind but that's actually illusory <laughs> it's it's samkara or samskara it's conditioned composite um, sunya also and so all is one that's what they say that's what they know the circle doesn't cease the what we experience as a past or a future always was what about free will free will and no free will um, cannot be understood as one until you get into higher self basically so that's called true simultaneity anyway <laughs> time is our, our experience of linear time uh, is a product of limited perception or consciousness limited by limited perception and when the doors of perception are cleansed or blown out and gone uh, we indeed see reality as it is, which is infinite, as William Blake the Adept said. Yep. And that's what Ra is um, entering and increasingly knowing. Then they go through the seven-dimensional development. Um, interestingly, that first density called the cycle or dimension of awareness, um, elementality is um, the the... the Quadratic elementality is the foundation of sentience. Quadratic elementality just means uh, four elements uh, earth, water, fire, air, fourfold elements as the basis of consciousness, which is compounded itself. Com consciousness is not the end of the line. Consciousness is born of ignorance, said Gautama. Consciousness is gone at, the, uh, at Nibban. Consciousness is samskara or uh, ahamkara. It's a samskaric ahamkara, meaning it's a composite, compa uh, com uh, compounded, fashioned product um, of, of our being, of whatever our being is. We fashion consciousness, or fa consciousness is fashioned, and therefore it's impermanent, and it comes and goes. And it's also I empty of, of some etern eternality or eternal nature, and falls away at the end too into um, boundless awareness or infinite, infinite awareness. No more 
dualistic sense of um, subject-object or self and other uh, or um, relational experience there's just infinitely unbound awareness but in first density we have the roots of um, the roots of awareness and I think that actually Ra probably meant the cycle of consciousness um, and because Ra has talked about third density as self-consciousness and they're using the term awareness here for consciousness I mean I would use consciousness as the term for a transient you know kind of limited awareness or uh, samsaric sam, samsara <laughs> birth and death or ignorance based awareness is called consciousness with subject object and sense self that starts in first density that coalesces in third density into um, a sense of selfhood self-consciousness while in sixth density which Ra calls the cycle of love light light love or unity we have unified consciousness or unified self the consciousness of unified self while in third density we have the consciousness of a separative self a dualistic self me here you me here not you there while that starts in first density with Ra saying you know awareness cycle of awareness I would say consciousness or the beginning of coalescing of awareness into consciousness associated with the four tendencies of those four elements um, earth, uh, solidity, water, um, fluidity and absorption and um, a kind of dissolution, uh, absorption, unity, unification, blend uh, fire, combustion and air is um, motility kind of um, insubstantial subtle uh, motility but these are these are tendencies of consciousness actually they're they're actually um, the roots of consciousness itself anyway uh, seventh gateway eighth is a mystery so they're not there yet so that's their path and they're um, leaving seventh density kind of soon uh, furthermore Let's see if there's down this page. 8122. This is 81 is the other session where Ra talked about their history a bit more. Um, yes, they've been to another galaxy. They said later, We have opened our hearts in radiation of love to the entire creation. Approximately 90% of the creation is at some level aware of the sending and able to reply. All of the infinite Logoi are one in the consciousness of love this is the type of contact which we enjoy rather than travel <clears throat> and so 90% of the creation um, uh, is at some level aware of the sending able to reply does that mean 90% of creation is of first density and above maybe 10% of the creation is not even in first density or is out of it maybe I don't know but uh, this is also a development that happens to us along the way which is the inner becomes valued higher than the outer uh, the type of contact they enjoy uh, is basically sending um, radiation of love opening hearts and radiation of love and you see it's an interesting they're equating, uh, they're putting it in both dualistic and non-dualistic terms or subtle and coarse terms. They certainly are talking about 
of sending and reply, sending love, replying. Um, they're talking about love, they're talking about sending, they're talking about 90% can reply, that there's really unity of creation because of the logo A being one. But they also, they open or discuss that firstly with a kind of non-dual approach saying we open our hearts in radiation of love to the entire creation. And so there is a difference, a subtle difference between opening heart in, in radiation of love versus sending love. It, it affects the same transmission. But in the one case, there's a dualistic sense of me uh, as distinct from love, as distinct from the action of sending my love to you, or out of me to you, or out of me to there. That, that um, dualism, the, the dualistic context there of sending love, I send my love to all the creation, may all beings be well and happy, is a little less subtle, a little less sophisticated than a greater, what seems to me, a greater awareness of unity in which there's the view, we open our hearts in radiation of love to all. Uh, I open heart in radiation of love. I open heart in love for all. It's a little less um, self, self, little, little less me in that way of putting it. And um, there is some importance there in terms of... Um, being free of the illusions of self, <laughs> the illusions of false selfhood. Uh, finally, uh, 81.24, then we're going to end the session today. Don was wondering the limits of Ra's travel in the galaxy. Uh, this galaxy, other galaxy, Ra said, although it would be possible for us to move at will throughout the creation within this Logos, I think it means Milky Way, that is to say, the Milky Way galaxy. We have moved where we were called to service. These locations being, shall we say, local, and including Alpha Centauri, planets of your solar system, which you call the Sun, meaning planets of this solar system based in the, from the Sun, Cepheus, and Zeta Reticuli. Mm. To these sub-logoi we have come, having been called, so we would assume, I would assume, there are positive 3D Zetas, the, the, the Zetas who are goodly, um, and uh, I know somebody who claims to have contact with benevolent Zeta beings and uh, was no trouble at all, and I can trust him. So that supports that idea that there is a 3D positive Zeta reticuli civilization, but they probably look like the Greys, but they don't do scary things or they don't harm, if indeed they're positive. Um, but again, so they've been to these different places, but they actually prefer um, more subtle contact than uh, taking their bodies and going, taking the baggage and uh, getting on the train. So, and again, um, these calls were mainly um, from third density. And... Okay, I guess here we'll end. <laughs> 8127, 8129. This is again session 81 on Ra's history. Ra, knowing about another galaxy or consciousness or anything in another galaxy, Ra said, We assume you're speaking of the possibility of knowledge of other galaxies. 
there are wanderers from other major galaxies drawn to the specific needs of a single call. There are those among our social memory complex which have become wanderers in other major galaxies. Thus, there has been knowledge of other major galaxies. For the one whose personality or mind-body-spirit complex has been crystallized, the universe is one place, and there is no bar upon travel. However, our interpretation of your query was a query concerning the social memory complex as a whole, traveling to another major galaxy. We have not done this, nor do we contemplate it, for we can reach in love with our hearts. And that's where we'll end for today. Um, I would just say that, you know, the more we can indeed truly reach in love with our hearts, or open heart in free radiation of love light to all, um, um, uh, whole successive waves of desire uh, start falling away. Waves, successive waves, uh, internal waves of desire for outer contact or engagement with so-called other, or worldly, or ambitions, um, materialist ambition, materialistic type ambitions, fall away, dissolve, are undercut, and so um, that's also why a lot of um, some people um, are afraid of turning within because there is the genuine fear of losing connections without external connections or relationships if I become spiritual uh, I won't be able to be a poet anymore I won't have any material because my mind will be too peaceful or I won't have some angst or um, if I admit that I'm a wanderer I think I am um, I can't tell anybody and I'll have to I'll, I'll end up more isolated which may happen um, which may not be a bad thing, which may become a big mess. So, um, the heart is the gateway to the spirit. Uh, the higher chakras are all accessed by green ray, and that opening of heart or green ray activation is a fundamental turning point in uh, the direction of attention, uh, of consciousness turning within and reprioritizing or revaluing um, engagement as a whole or attention, the value of paying attention to this or that outer, inner, material, spiritual um, or um, short-term, long-term uh, and so major changes come uh, as a heart can open naturally more major, major changes and and reprioritization and revaluing and um, changes of, of lifestyle for sure. So anyway, that's it for today. Um, thanks for being here. Uh, I hope it was helpful. Take good care next time we go to session 90. Take good care and good night.